Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Giancarlo from the film consulting and promoting initiative Felix Martyr Society. Now, let's start the show. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Call Bull Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm David Amaru, the writer-director of The Asian. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Com up in my blog, please. Snake, get up to my motorcycle, running and tracking up with motherfucking snakes, genius, with Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Moviecast. Hello, 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 hello. How are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? I'm all right, it's December. Where'd that come from? What what happened? Where's the year I I was only (laughs) thinking the other day. I thought, you know what? It feels like yesterday we were sitting here having kind of, um, you know, last year's end of year podcast and talking about all the things we were going to be doing this year. Well, well, I'll beat that because I uploaded, I think probably about a week ago, Neil Johnson and Virginia Hay and me sitting on stage at your Sci-Fi Wales <laughs> and thinking, wow, that's been sat on my hard drive for oh, longer than it should have been, really. That was like well over a year. So mm-hmm. time has gone way too fast. So talking about time going way too fast, Bob's going to be here at nine o'clock, so we're not waiting for him. Okay. <laughs> well, we can't wait for him, but we'll he, chat while uh, while we do. He hasn't invented time travel then yet? No, he's not invented his uh, new car coming back either. He's still waiting for it. Oh. He's driving around in probably the equivalent of Mr. Bean's Mini, I believe. I don't know, because he's like <laughs> six foot, isn't he? So I don't know what Complete size of car. padlock on the door. Probably. Yeah, I like to think he's got his head sticking out of the sunroof like some sort of children's <laughs> toy from the 80s where the figure was bigger than the actual toy. Front seat removed, sitting on the back seat. Yeah, pretty much. So he will be around at some point. I've told him to message me and uh, I'll bring him into the call. But So how have you been? How, what have you been up to? Have you done any Christmas shopping yet? Is it all finished, done and dusted? Of course it is. Uh, I've saying that I started my Christmas shopping probably about four or five months ago i think you were the what? first person i bought something for wow i mean where do you hide a ferrari that's the question i'm i am impressed with your hiding skills oh you should know by now all the the parking here in Llandidno <laughs> is on the road so it's just south the street i bet you're like oh ferrari i thought you typed ferrari rocher <laughs> although that'd be cool too because they are quite nice but yeah i braved manchester the other day uh, and then I went in because we got our Thomas Cook refund back. So we're like, well, let's go do Yay. Christmas shopping. We never got a holiday, but we can go spend it on other people, which is fine. So we, yeah, we brave Manchester, which was all right. But it's just Christmas is the time of year when everybody's happy and everybody's all chilled out. And they're all, no, it's not, is it? It's, t- it's the time when they go super grumpy at the, sh- at the shops. <laughs> they're awful. Oh, and I had somebody, we're in, I think it was probably Disney store. So, you know. You should be even nicer in a Disney store because it's Disney. <laughs> and there was a massive queue. 
And one of the assistants went, is anybody paying cash? So Annette went, well, I'm paying cash. And nobody in front said they were paying cash. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't buying anything, but I had stuff in my hand from other shops. I thought, well, I'm not going to join the queue because why would I? So I walked round to where she would be at the till. And Annette walked past this guy, didn't didn't touch him, nothing like that. And all of a sudden he's like, uh, excuse me, you didn't say excuse me. She's like, sorry, I didn't, I didn't even touch you. Well, you should still have said excuse me. So she's For like, what? <laughs> exactly for walking past her i get it if she banged into him whatever so there was that and then he got his purchases and he had a pram so he was like oh can i get so i moved out of the way because that's generally what nice people do and he mm-hmm. went thank you as in like really loud so that annette could hear it i'm like you dick yeah <laughs> like, so we're having the chat with the the shop assistant going well i guess christmas season's officially here isn't it <laughs> no need uh, for it. the season be- of goodwill in it, you're out buying presents for people, and then you're treating other people obnoxiously. So it's mm. it is quite bizarre. But I've done all except maybe two or three presents. So I think they're Annette's. Uh-huh. So I've yeah, I've got that all sorted. But I'm going to Wales, or Annette and I are going to Wales on the 19th of December. Wow, anywhere nice? No, not really. Just near you. So it's, ah, uh, it's fair enough. Yeah, we're only going there for the waffles, to be honest. And I suppose we'll have to call in and see you, Nicole and Addy. Yeah, no. Well, we don't uh, get invited for waffles, really. Yeah, well, it depends what time we're going. I think because we we were looking at it and we're like, well, that's it's the very last block of time we get before Christmas, mm-hmm. so we've got to do some shopping. But we can we can do that in your time, so that's kind of cool. And uh, we were like, do we go for one day or two days? I think well, if we go for two days, we have no time whatsoever to get anything else done, mm-hmm. right? Because we finish on the eighteenth. So we don't want to go on the 18th because we finish at 7 o'clock in the morning after four days. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's go on the 19th and then mm-hmm. shall we stay till the 20th or the 21st? So unfortunately, it is the, 20, the 20th that we're coming back. But we're coming down in the morning and then we'll mooch around in the afternoon and then mm-hmm. we'll come see you in the evening. Yep. And then we set off, I think, just after dinner or something on the day after that. So we've, we've got a fair bit of time, but not as much as we'd liked. But it nearly fell through. Were it not for the Thomas Cook refund, we would not have had enough money to get the trains and the, um, the, the hotel. But the hotel was also, because we waited, it had done a Black Friday sale. So it was the, it's the one with the big deck chair, I believe, we're staying at again. Ah. So I recognised that one, so I'm like, that'll do. So I think it was like 50-odd quid per night when we looked at it and like right well when we get paid we'll we'll book it and then yeah. when when on black friday it was like 32 so i'm like that'll do let's have a room with us with a sea view so it went up to like 41 or something like that so <laughs> which is not bad for a nice hotel in a lovely little place is it well exactly so we are definitely coming down train tickets are all booked hotels done we're not at work sorted so lovely santa will come bearing a few gifts mm-hmm. on that day no Ferraris, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, and I'm back at work on Friday night. So, oh joy. So, uh, Mimi got filmed, number two. It did. Which was And right. it all went well. It did. It. Uh, I'm glad we didn't do it the week after, because the week after up here was frost galore. Everywhere. It was freezing the week after. Uh, whereas the week that we did it, I'd finished mm-hmm. work at seven o'clock on the Sunday morning, got home, and it's like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm like, well, I'm not, because I'm filming at one o'clock. <laughs> so I stayed up, and Lamissa and her mum showed up, I think about half one, because they, they'd forgotten where I lived. <laughs> so, they, so they showed up, and uh, we filmed, I think it was all done in about three hours. So, wow. And that was 16 shots, which was pretty good, considering the last one was 
nine shots mm-hmm. and it took about seven or eight hours. So I'm definitely learning. And uh, when it comes to things like the weather, is that something that's important in the Mimi scripts or nope. does it not matter? It's not like kind of set in the summer and you're trying to make it seem warm and oh, sunny. Or... Oh, that's too complicated. It was like, the <laughs> missus' mum went, what if it rains? I'm like, then she'll get soaked and I'll have an umbrella <laughs> and I'll just write an umbrella into the storyline. Trust me, it can be done. So I'm not one of these, like, oh no, it needs to be, you can't predict British weather. No. So you need to write it into the the thing. And she was, um, obviously I've read all the scripts. The missus' mum has read, I think she's read earlier drafts of all three of them but hasn't read them as many times as i have so she was kind of like right well since we did the first one she's got her ears pierced that's not a problem is it we could take her ear rings out i'm like seriously <laughs> it doesn't matter this film is set exactly the amount of time since it was since we shot the first one and guess what the third one will be set exactly the right amount of time from the second one so if that's we did spooky it, that is how that it, just lined up it, it, at some purpose it's like <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no clocks or calendars or anything this thing and it was um yeah so even if we shot it in five years mm-hmm. it, would st- it would still work yeah so but no it all went well the camera was very well behaved i was in this one so i was actually Ooh. i had a little bit of dialogue and i had a little bit of walk-on scenes which is me lining up for the third one so that was kind of weird so it was a case of when i was filming or when i was in the film uh, Lewis's mum would have the camera and I'd direct her so mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether she does she get a co-directing credit or does she'd just be cinematographer I think wouldn't she probably yeah co-cinematographer so, <laughs> and it was just us uh, am I allowed to a- ask is it uh, was yours just a, a kind of a, a walk-in part you know just like a accidentally bump into her on the street oh you no, watch it no, chav no you know, not or... at all no I was escorting her to the location Shall we say? So this is, I am in the third one, uh, probably as much as she is, Mm -hmm. which I'm very excited about the third one. But considering I'm shooting that in January, I'm probably going to rewrite it. Just, I I did it with the second one. It was like, right, so I shot the first one. I will rewrite the second one to compensate for stuff that was in the the first one and so on. So I'll I'll have to do that like twice. So, Mm -hmm. but it, it was fun. It was all right. So I got home. I think a couple of days after I assembled all the footage. I'll tell you the weird spooky thing is, for the first Mimi film, I shot one hour 14 worth of footage Mm -hmm. for a short film of about 10 minutes. But that's how much I shot. And that's exactly the same number that I shot for the second one, which is is kind of weird. So uh, third one, I don't know, maybe I probably won't do one hour 14 because I'm now conscious of this number. And just uh, for the conspiracy theorists around, uh, what were the the numbers on your dice? There were special numbers, weren't there? Oh, that's amazing. It was like, yeah, so the dice story, which was great. This was a publicity shot that we were doing. God, when did we do that, Rob? I mean, you oh, were that there, was, but it was, it was like summertime, weren't it? It was. So, yeah, because the sun was out and everything. It was, it nice. was back when you could be walking in a T-shirt. And it was. <laughs> back when we didn't freeze, although we were next to a big reservoir, so it was kind of cold. And I nearly got uh, Lamissa to jump in a reservoir, and she was she, she was going to do it as well, but I didn't need it, so I didn't bother. But I wanted a shot of this tree, which I called the Mimi tree, mm-hmm. and of these dice in midair. So bear in mind it's a trilogy. So I threw these two dice up, and then, and then took one single shot. So I mean I was doing both. So it was like throw the dice, click, done. Right, that'll do. I think I've got the shot, and I did it. And 
if you zoom in on the dice, each one shows a number three for the trilogy, which is kind of weird. Mm. That was very odd. So, so there's two dice. Yeah. Each showed a three. Yeah, so I suppose technically So a three and six. a three is a six. Yeah. And then if we take um, a one, one, four, one hour, 14 minutes... That's one oh, plus one six. plus four. <laughs> four six. One, one, four. Exactly. It's getting weirder by the second. So, so far, if we add all three of those together, we've got a six, six, six. <laughs> Isn't it? Which kind <laughs> of lines up well to the character she's playing. I mean, she's not playing a devil or anything, but, you know. Like I say, it's good to uh, to stoke the conspiracy. So, uh, there we go. We've added some numbers up there on the show. Yeah, of course. But it, it was fun. So, I got in, just put all the equipment down didn't touch it for like a day or two thought i was i was exhausted i was really really tired because i just finished a 12-hour night shift which was mm-hmm. the fourth shift in a row and oh. then been out filming a really cold graveyard lying on the grass <laughs> um just using the trees as a backdrop so mm-hmm. there's not so many outdoor spaces around here i didn't want to use the reservoir because i'd already used that so i thought yeah. you know what let's just let's have a, a graveyard behind us and then we can use the trees as a backdrop so hmm. And uh, so um, with with this one, um, is there anything more you've learned or do you think, you know, the first one pretty much set you up now and you, you know, uh, just kind of running on your experience? I think the biggest thing I've learned, which I've still not quite learned, but I am doing a lot better than the first one, is when you've got people who, who are there mm-hmm. and... You might be the same with the guests or whatever at conventions and stuff. You go, right, I'm conscious. Well, I've got cakes you. and coffee. Cakes right? and coffee. Yeah. I've got you for a certain <laughs> amount of time. So I don't want to faff you around and I don't want to redo anything that I think is okay. Yeah, that'll do. That's fine. Let's move on to the next one. So there was a little bit of that on the first one and there was a little bit less of that, but it was still there on the second one. So I'm looking forward to when I get to the point going, that's not quite right. Let's do it for a seventh time. Yeah. But... Looking at the footage, I wasn't panicky that it all came out blurred because I've looked at it and it's all fine. Great. So it's uh, my brain is now thinking, hmm, put together a teaser trailer, mm-hmm. and it's sort of processing that in my brain. Sounds good. It. Sounds good but, to uh, me. It does. So I was, uh, yeah. And the third one, we've not scheduled an exact date, but we do know it's going to be just after the new year. Mm-hmm. So then, once that's done, all three of them are in the bag, and then I will sit down and just edit them all at once. That way it's consistent then. Because if I edit the first one now, mm-hmm. I might learn some new editing things by next year, in which yeah. case it will look totally different than the first one. So I want to sit down and make it consistent and just hammer through all three of them. And I'm still pondering making it one, you know. Ooh. It would work in my head, but I, w- I was chatting to Zora, who's the Mrs. Mom, and I'm like, here's my thoughts. Because she was on about the poster for the second one. And I said, well, considering the first poster cost me 150 quid, I don't really want to do a poster for each one because that's 450 quid. And uh, I said... How do you're a poster? <laughs> it's like, I've got all the full layers and everything. And um, <laughs> so I said to her, I said, well, I'm pondering putting it all into one. I said, because the poster would work as a trilogy poster because there's not there's, uh-huh. not there's not a number on it. It kind of <laughs> works for the whole thing. She went, no, no, do it as three, do it as three. I said, well, I might. I said, but I won't know until I sit down and edit like if you don't do it as three, she doesn't get three credits. Come on now. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And I don't get three credits either. But I could just release it as both. You know, I could have a different version because I've probably got that much footage. I don't know. It's I'll know it when I sit down to edit it. And then I pester poor, poor old Neil Johnson's head with, what do I do? 
<laughs> Do you know all that editing stuff you showed me? I've forgotten it all, Neil, because it's been so long, and I accidentally deleted the little video clip that uh, was me filming you, <laughs> showing me how to use the uh, editing software. So I suppose better that deleted than uh, f- footage from Mimi. Yeah, no, I have about three copies of that. First thing I did was put, I've got one on my phone, which is, I don't like watching films on phones, but no. I need to I need to start memorising the footage. So that when I'm on a bus, go, do you know that shot that I got? Then I could put that one that one, and then I could scroll through and just look at it. So I have a copy of Mimi 1 and Mimi 2 on my phone. My Ooh. phone is passworded in case anybody swipes it. So I was just thinking, if, if, if you lost that phone, that would be quite valuable now. Yeah, no, it would be quite valuable anyway, because it's, uh, it's an expensive phone. So, but no, it's, <laughs> it is, it's definitely password protected, so... And have you learnt now to uh, transform the camera equipment without uh, kind of needing a manual or, <laughs> Take or help from Neil again? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got down to maybe building that up. Uh, I mean, I went through the script, the, the second Mimi script, and I printed out one scene per page. So I think mm-hmm. I had like 16 pages. And I went through it maybe three or four days before, just scrolling on it with a pen going, tripod shot, handheld shot, shot from ground, handheld shot, shoulder shoulder mount, all that sort of stuff. So I knew exactly what I needed when I when I needed it. So it's, it's all in the prep, I think. I was yeah, I think it's one of those things as well. Until you consider in your head kind of filming a movie, you don't appreciate what goes in and kind of into these shots. Um, you know, ever since you've been doing Mimi, I've been watching movies in a different kind of light. Um, I'll quite often kind of watch things and go, oh, that's a good camera angle. Oh, that's clever how they've done that. Whereas I wouldn't have noticed that before. I just would have kind of watched it as a, as a movie. No, I'm the same. It's, but I can still keep that film fan thing, but I will go, right, now I know how you've done the sound. Now I know how you've done this. Now I know how you've done that. There's some very clever editing. I don't drive a car. Mm-hmm. I don't have a driving license. But there's, there's a shot in Mimi too when I come out of the building and I get into a car and I drive it off mm-hmm. through town. <laughs> with cars but it's not me driving obviously it's like i get in the driver's side shut the door and then cut to the inside and then you know we see mimi in the back of the car type thing so it's like eh, that that's pretty much how you get around stuff uh, zora was like you could drive it if you want i'm like i have no license so i said <laughs> i know how to drive but i don't have a license she's like oh i don't mind i'm like no well i do i'm not driving your nice new car and uh, potentially wrecking it. So, no, I'm good, thanks. Let's let's do it this way. <laughs> so we did. So that was my Sunday just gone. Sounds fun. And yeah. I definitely look forward to uh, to watching, whether it be one uh, kind of glorious uh, feature-length film or yeah. close to feature-length or three short, short films. I know. It'll be fun. So I was uh, chatting to somebody on Twitter earlier because I think I put a... A tweet out about photography or, or something like that, and she went, "Oh, you're a photographer." I went, "But well, I used to be, and I suppose technically I still am. I'm just into video photography thing yeah. at the minute." But it's the I same do. though. You've still got to set up the shots and uh, yeah, kind of have a look at the placement of objects and and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so she was. I can't remember what she said, but she mentioned some. So we ended up chatting about photography, and then she said, oh, "I'm just going to look at your Twitter profile and see what you do." And she went, "Oh, you're a film director," and I went, "Well." kind of sort of. So I'm, I'm part way. I'm still in that awkward phase at the minute where I'm like, well, kind of maybe you know. Once, once I look look upon it this way, I've made the ingredients with Mimi mm-hmm. One and Mimi Two. Now I've got to try and make something that's edible. 
it's, it's, always, uh, it's the way that I think genuinely think about it. It's like, and I said to this girl, I said, "Look, no, I'm not yet." I said anybody can make a film easily, absolutely. You give anybody a camera, they can go out and make a film. Can mm-hmm. they make a good one? That's the hard part, mm-hmm. and that's the part I'm at at the minute. It's like, you know, technically I've shot a film, but whether it works and whether it cuts together nicely and whether it's watchable, it, that's what you don't know until it comes out. I'm sure it'll be fine, but I think every filmmaker, Neil Johnson's probably the best one to, to ask on that with his 75-hour time war, <laughs> which I'm just like, just hurry up, Neil, finish it. For God's sake, I want to watch it. <laughs> he's, he's just constantly busy, that guy. So, But not busy enough to uh, not listen to these podcasts. So mm-hmm. He is out there somewhere in America, Australia, who knows what country yeah. Neil's in. Somewhere with a drone. Yes, probably. Yeah, probably. So I fell off a ladder today. That was fun. Really? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. Um, we've got this. <laughs> what hedge. shot one for me? We were you getting today then? Oh no, I was trying to cut a hedge. So we've got this hedge outside. <laughs> you fell the front. off a ladder with some kind of uh, like kind of electric cutting yeah. device or something yeah, to really kind of damage yourself. Oh with. yeah, switched on it was as well. I might. Oh, add. lovely. So um, so I got up this morning and Annette's come down with a net flu, so she's like previously under walking dead she's like late <laughs> that's I, i'm gonna put her in the next series because she yeah she's she's not functioning too well and um so i thought well, i need to get this hedge cut because it's kind of getting a bit out of control so i went outside got a little i've got a metal step ladder mm-hmm. which is probably like four feet off the ground or something like that. it's not huge but it's not small either so i'm stood on the top of that trimming all the top of the hedge off done brilliant Moved it over to the right a bit so I could get another part of the bush because this this hedge is probably ten feet, you know, along, along mm-hmm. the pavement type thing. So I got that. Unbeknown to me, I'd put it on slightly wobbly ground. So I'm up there going, cutting this thing like a big <laughs> chainsaw sort of thing, and I feel the ladder start to go, and I d- I wouldn't have had enough time to go. Hmm, maybe I should just get off this ladder before <laughs> it. Fa- it wasn't. It was like this is. I'm going to go in about three seconds. I have no way at all. So I let go of the. The, the trigger for the um, <laughs> for the, the the hedge trimmer, so that switched off, and then reached out just as the ladder started to go from under my feet, and I'm probably about four or five feet off the ground there, and then I grabbed a twig, brilliant, oh. yeah, a twig will save me, won't it? I'm I'm like eighty <laughs> kilos or whatever, but a twig will save me. No, it didn't, and the ladder <laughs> went over, stainless steel, I might add. And then it got to the ground before I did, and I went to the ground, and it cracked me right on both, just probably about six inches below the knees. Oh, funk! So my left leg was like oozing with blood and stuff, and I'm, it was all right. I just I went inside, sat down, and thought I feel rather sick because I've just this is the first time I've hurt myself in years. <laughs> and then uh, went back out about twenty minutes after and finished the hedge off without the mm-hmm. stepladder. Yeah, it's like, that was my day. And then. Annette got up. She's like, you're all right. I'm like, oh, not really. Look at my legs. She's like, oh, my God, what's happened? <laughs> so I explained to her, and she, she asked if I was okay, and then laughed. So, you know, mm. that, that was my Sunday morning. <laughs> and if only that had been caught on camera, that was 250 pounds waiting for you. It would have been. I did, the first thing I did, right, was look around to see if anybody saw me. <laughs> not if anybody filmed me, but... I think you know. we're all guilty of that. You know, you, you, you do something where you feel like kind of, oops, you know, probably looked a bit daft there, you know. First thing you do, I won't check on myself, I'll just check if anybody saw me. Yeah, of course. Because the last thing you want is people bloody laughing at you. Yeah. And they would. Mm. Those people are generally a bit uh, a bit giggly, aren't they? So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, 
there we go. So I've now I can now feel the slight tickly throat as I probably come down with uh, with flu just before I go back to work for four days. It's bound to happen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It so, is. So, what have you been up to then, other than Christmas shopping? Um, yeah. Um, well, for me, I've uh, I've been trying to do some uh, something good for the world. So. Um, the other week, uh, I set me and my daughter Addison a challenge. Um, we had a twenty-five pound budget, and we had to go to ASDA because that was the kind of biggest shop we got available locally, um, and see how many meals um, we could buy for the homeless to donate to the homeless. Oh, wow, okay. So um, by the end of it, we got a full trolley. Um, we were we were. On budget, I think we spent about 11 pence under the £25, um, and um, I still haven't calculated properly. I've got the receipt, but I believe we've catered for over 100 meals. Nice. And yet we can't do that in our own house, can we? Oh, no. No, no. no. You know, <laughs> Don't worry. You know, you, you'd be there, you know, oh, £125, maybe I can make 100 <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to buy meals for a couple of days. It's like, that's 15 quid. You're like, what? How does that work? So where is this? Where is this going to go then? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm sure all kind of supermarkets do it. You know, at the front of a supermarket, oh, you yes. have like a, a trolley where you can donate things um, as you walk past. Yeah. Um, well, it was pretty empty when we first walked in. When we walked out, it was quite full. Um, nice. But um, we've got friends who do a lot with um, kind of the kind of the local uh, homeless as well and it, it goes directly to kind of the the, the local um, kind of food bank and um, kind of um, homeless charities so uh, um, it goes to uh, to good places um, you know as I'm teaching my daughter that you know life is about kind of giving back and helping others less fortunate than yourself um, it was quite amusing halfway around as the as um, you know the uh, the kind of in store promotions that that go on where you can kind of sample a biscuit or something like that. Um, there was a there was a guy who set up his little um, kind of stand and uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was Skittles or something like that or M and M's. Um, and uh, we walked past um, pretty much at the end, and uh, Addy asked if she could kind of sample this stuff and say yeah not a problem so we stopped and we were chatting to the guy and um so um we were just generally having a chit chat and i said oh yeah we've been kind of shopping for the homeless here you know we're going to donate it at the front and he's like oh i won't say too much with your daughter here but i've got a, a different view of it all they're not <laughs> as bad off as you, as you might think you know and i was like oh really <laughs> See, uh, that's part of the problem isn't it it's like the so say you've got like a hundred homeless people all in a shopping centre. Yeah. At, at least one of them. Let, let's be nice. One of them, yes, probably does drive a BMW and lives in a nice big home and makes four hundred pounds, you know, a day by trying to look like a homeless person. Yeah. But not all of them do. But no. how how do we tell the genuine ones from the BMW ones? And I know a lot of people. We've been put off in the past, and Annette's a bugger for it. Where sometimes she'll. You know, go and give the person a free coffee voucher or something from McDonald's or whatever, so they can go to a brew. But then other times she's like, no, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know that he's a genuine thing. 
Yeah, I think it probably does put a lot of people off. But I, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, I've seen people and, th- and just had doubt. And I think unless you actually stood and kind of watched that person well into the night and see if they actually get into a car later on, drive home, or or if see, or see if they're actually kind of going to sleep rough, yeah. then you probably won't know. However, part of me thinks, does it matter? Because if I'm donating this food to a, kind of a homeless charity, they should know more yes. than I who is genuine and who's not. I'm not kind of going to it in, into the street and giving it to somebody. I'm no. giving it to a charity set up to help the homeless. So they should know kind of genuine from non-genuine. Um, uh, we, we had it the other day, um, a friend of mine, again, this the same friend I was talking about who, who does quite, quite of a lot in the, uh, the community. Um, she uh, she's a big churchgoer, and uh, somebody walked into to her church uh, whilst they were having a, a service, and um, was homeless, and said, uh, you know, he'd come in to warm up, and uh, he'd had an injury and signed himself out of hospital. Not the not the best thing to do, but obviously he'd done it. So um, she called um, the 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 local kind of charity who actually knew this this guy, and they came and picked him up. So uh, yeah, they they're in the position to know um, who needs this and and who doesn't. So uh, my f- you know my faith is in them, and I'm sure they'll do a great job with it. And you know, like I say, it's you know it's nice to give back. Um, yeah. The the older I get, and you know, the more I want to give back. So this was something nice we could do, and uh, I think it's going to be become something that we do regularly. Um, you know, maybe not every month, depends if we can afford it no, or not. No. But, you know, even if it was every couple of months, um, then... Even, even around the holidays, so so yeah. Christmas, Easter, you know, something like that, that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, and let, let's sort of face it, if you go go out, you go, I've just given a homeless person £10 or, ten, you know, £5 worth of food or whatever, and then you go home and you're spending all night staying awake going... I bet he drives a bloody Ferrari that year. <laughs> then you're doing it for the wrong reasons, aren't you? you don't, yeah. We kind of do stuff like that to make ourselves feel better. And obviously the side effect is it's helping somebody else as well, so it's like a two-for-one deal. Yeah. But you don't want to go home and go, do you know what? I need, I need proof that you've got no house, pal, before I give you this uh, chicken McNugget voucher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing, it, you know, for me that's – that's twenty five pounds, and you know twenty five pounds is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, um, but on the other hand, um, you know I've been trying to kind of change my diet over the last six or so weeks. Yep. Um, you know to to kind of eat more healthily, and um, so I haven't been having things like takeaways at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure you know that twenty five pounds otherwise would have gone on a takeaway if I hadn't done that. So. You know, if I look at it that way, I haven't really lost anything. But, you know, it means a lot to the people who need it. Tell you, cut out me. telling you, I've converted. My health has never been better, and other than the incident with a sausage roll the other week, the other <laughs> week, which still annoys me to this day because I can now not say that for a month and four days I've not eaten meat other than one sausage roll. That's mm-hmm. that's all I've had. My health problems have cleared up. You know, the well, monkey virus is all but gone. The muscle pain is all stopped. I've got more energy. I would never, never have thought that I'd be one of those people. Who go, oh, try this. I feel so much better. Because that's all I've heard for years is people go, oh, you'll never turn back. <laughs> but I know from my experience, it's been, I've eaten, no, I've 
I've never eaten so many cheese and onion pizzas or <laughs> cheese quiches or, or sandwiches in my entire life. I'm still on chocolate. I'm still on pop. But it, it's made a hell of a difference. It's weird. It makes no sense. But it kind of does because, as I said to you, like we're machines. Mm-hmm. And it depends what sort of fuel we're putting in our body. And mm. I know Neil Johnson's listening to this, nodding his head off because he, he misses sausage rolls. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's he does saying well. that. You know, just to give a plug to Greg's here, have you tried their vegetarian sausage roll? I have not, but everybody is recommending them. So I'm telling you, I will they, try them. When they were first released and the, the country was going mad for them to the point where they couldn't keep up with demand and you couldn't actually buy one and people were putting them on eBay for daft. <laughs> Why'd you put a sausage roll I on know. eBay? What's the, the matter with thing people? Is somebody put it on eBay for like a two-week listing and you'd think, really, is that going to be good in two weeks? That's, that's not going to be very good in two weeks. Um, but anyway, w- when that was happening, we happened to go into one of the local Greg's and they got some, so we bought some. And I'm telling you something, you would be hard pushed to tell the difference. And I tell you, n- probably 99 out of 100 people wouldn't be able to. No. And that's my thing. It's like, you know, one of the many meals that Annette cooked at one point was uh, vegetarian burgers or whatever. <laughs> and she quite liked it. I didn't. I'm <laughs> like, you know what? They're off the list because it tasted did not taste like a burger to me. It tasted like something else. It wasn't horrible, but it was just like, no, I'm good. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm, I don't really need to, to eat that unless I'm starving. But <laughs> health-wise, if, if you want to change your diet and change your health, then you know, even not necessarily cut it out totally, but just cut mm-hmm. it down. Well, everything I'm doing at the moment seems to be working for me. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased to say in the last six weeks, I've dropped a stone. Nice. So uh, my my plan is to to stick kind of this way for probably the next 12 months and see what happens. Is this mainly dietary change or is there an exercise thing in there as well? N- at the moment, it's dietary because of my back. Exercise is very difficult. Um, um, I am, however, looking at um, in the new year, um starting to go swimming at the the kind of the local county gym um because swimming is one exercise where i can't hurt my back yes exactly because you're supported aren't you yeah exactly you know you don't want to take up weightlifting or sit-ups or something like that that will you know destroy your back to a certain Mm -hmm. extent but yeah, it's it's going well. Um, I'm happy with kind of everything so far. Obviously, Christmas around the corner. Um, it's going to take a little bit of a dive um, because I said to myself when I started this, um, I started just before Halloween and we always have a Halloween party. Um, and, uh, you know, at the Halloween party, I still kind of at all the buffet food that I wanted to um, when it was Nicole's birthday the other week. We went out to Hickory's that, you know, I think you've been with us. Um, have you been with Hickory's, Stuart? Um, I'm not sure. If not, we need to do that. However, you know, vegetarian options, they do have some, but it is a uh, it is a kind of a, an American barbecue grill type of oh, place. Gotcha. So lots of meat. We're, we're not at the point where we're like, no, we can't sit in here. I can smell sausage. No, <laughs> we're, we're not that extreme we're just like no i'm good thanks yeah. i mean annette's at the point where she will tell people she's vegetarian i just tell people i'm doing an experiment see what it's like to not have yeah. meat uh, and yeah we're both on the same diet thing but i don't feel i need to slap a label on it but yeah yeah i'm not one of these i'm a vegetarian no i'm good <laughs> 
but yeah it's it's you know it's um you know uh, i haven't denied myself any kind of celebration or anything i've just at what i want but what i found is as the time's gone on i'm able to eat less and less at these places yeah um because my i'm not used to eating as much as i used to be able to um, which is a good thing and obviously well, is aiding in the the losing of weight well we're like that when we order a takeaway and whatever it's like right what do they do right okay uh, so it's either a vegetarian pizza or a vegetarian wrap, right? Which one of those shall we have? <laughs> and it's the same when we go to McDonald's, it's like breakfast, right? That'll be an Egg McMuffin. And if it's lunch, right, that'll be a vegetarian wrap. Mm-hmm. Gone are all these other options. Cheeseburgers and nuggets. And what's weird is we go down to the supermarket and it's like, how many aisles are just meat? <laughs> it's like loads of them. But oh, obviously... We got the, shopping done well quick. I think... Uh... The, the UK is, I believe the statistic I saw the other day is the second um, largest kind of um, country for uh, veganism now. Really? So you see the amount kind of, of kind of vegan and vegetarian products in this country is huge compared to a lot of others. And uh, I know for a fact that um, KFC are working on um, – uh, I don't know if it's vegan, but it's definitely vegetarian um, options. I think they want um, kind of vegetarian um, kind of replacement for for chicken that they're going to kind of wrap in their special kind of um, recipe um, breadcrumbs and and all that kind of stuff. So interesting times. And like you say, I'm not one of these people. Um, I'm not a, against vegans or vegetarians. I'm you know. all for for everybody making their own choice you know i do eat meat however you know if an option comes along and it tastes the same yeah or similar then you know i'm all for that you know what i mean yeah i mean it's like annette and i aren't one of these it's like i'm sorry rob how dare you eat a steak while we're at dinner you know we're not we're not a militant we're just like you eat whatever you want i don't care we're choosing to eat this but it's it's interesting. It my health thing. I mean, obviously we talked about the monkey virus on fifty one different episodes of the podcast this year, <laughs> but, and it has cleared up. I mean, some of it's cleared up because I knew what it was. It was a muscle strain, and I've cut down on tweeting on the phone, and I'm making sure I sleep in the proper position and all that sort of stuff. So some of that's probably helped. But the, the dietary thing is kind of interesting, shall we say? Hmm. So. It'd be interesting to follow up in a few months and see. Uh, what your thoughts are you know it's it's good to kind of check in and kind of see the updates so interesting and we're on the 494th podcast episode so got six more and then it's 500 so i'm gonna try and do number 500 as the first podcast of next year just because why not why wouldn't you just Mm -hmm. new new decade new year uh new series of podcasts so Mm -hmm. i've got uh this one and then five more past two weeks have been Grimfest specials so the last week's one was the Soska sisters so mm-hmm. I put together their pre-film uh, post-film and my conversation with them which was quite good and mm-hmm. crazy and chaotic and then a week before I did the same for the Pollyanna Macintosh one which yeah. was my interview first then the pre-film then just exactly the way it was done in that specific day so I put still very jealous about that Stuart I'm, I'm still very jealous, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't need to be jealous. I was there. <laughs> it was uh, definitely, I think when highlights of the years come out, that's, yeah, that's definitely going to be one of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, next year, I know it's October, 
It's a long way away, but I'm stupidly excited for Grimfest 2020 because they sent me the press release the other day and they've announced the first guest. And it's a guy called Mick Garris, who uh, a few people went, who's he? So then when I went through what he's done, they're like, oh my God, that's quite a big guest. He did Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. He's directed uh, the Shining miniseries for TV. Uh He's done Stephen King's The Stand, which I absolutely love. And he's one of the creators of Masters of Horror. So it's like I've been a fan of Mick Garris's for years, uh, <laughs> and we sort of he's got his own podcast, and I've not necessarily chatted with him, but I've chatted at him. So I'll send a message, and he'll like it. <laughs> so it's like it's one step away from being best friends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I will actually meet Mick Garris next year. So I'm crazily excited for next October, and Grimfest is going on for five days instead of three days. Ooh. So I've, I've already put my holiday requests in at work. To, uh, to go down and spend the whole five days at Grimfest because I absolutely loved it this year and I uh, wish I'd have done more. So. Who knows? Maybe I'll get to join you this year. Well, next year. Ne- next year, isn't it? It's like, next why, year, yeah. Why am I getting excited for next year, for <laughs> God's sake? It's like nearly 12 months away, but I'm, I'm already lining things up to do. So Fantastic. Uh, fingers crossed I might try and do Fright Fest in London, but <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I do want to do some stuff next year, though, because I don't seem to have done much this year. The plans that we had to go to Comic-Cons and all that sort of stuff, that kind of has has evaporated, I think, for all three of us. Yeah. To be honest, this last 12 months, for me and my family, has been quite tough. It's been Mm. kind of full of loss and, you know, not happy times. So hopefully next year um, we'll see a change and... uh, and then we can get out and do things. Snap. Um, mine's been all health problems. Well, not necessarily mm. health problems, but just health annoyances. So I've been trying to sort all that lot out. But I have a few plans in place for 2020. But, you know, we shall see how uh, how they pop up. So have you done any more VR? I haven't. Um, it, it's kind of been sat to the side and... Uh, and neglected um i i do occasionally keep thinking about it and think i have to pick that up and try out a few things yep. um because i still haven't tried the stranger things vr experience which i hear is really good yeah um, and, and scared it to death and it's actually on there as well um yeah uh my friend uh pete from derby he when he was down staying with us for a few days when we f- first got the vr uh kind of headset delivered um he uh kind of went was browsing through a few things and downloaded it onto the headset so he did it um but i haven't yet so yeah i am looking forward to that i haven't done any since well, a couple of months i think it's one of those things i was listening to another podcast and they're on about vr as well and he said it's great and it bec- but it then very quickly becomes one of those oh we've got friends around mm-hmm. hey check this out and then you don't play it again and it's I can see where that's coming from. I still think it's a great piece of technology, and I love it, but it's not often that... It's like if, if a net goes out, I'll go, ooh, I'm going to try some VR. Mm. It, I don't know. but I think one of the biggest things for me with um, the headset is the fact that you continually have to keep charging it, really, between uses. All right, okay. So it's not one of those things you can kind of... Um, kind of just keep reaching for. You know, you get a couple of hours out of it, and that's it. It's dead. True. I mean, the, the PlayStation one's a little bit different because it is powered by, you know, as you use it. So you can ah. sit there for the entire duration. Now, you see, with the, fine. with the Oculus, there's warnings on there not to charge whilst playing with it. You can, 
Yeah. But um, I think um, they're just extra cautious that, you know, charging a, a lithium-ion battery on your head, if it exploded, <laughs> you yeah, know, could yeah. cause all co- kinds of a lawsuit. So uh, they want to kind of avoid it. Newspaper headlines from VR to ER. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> That's exactly Fantastic. how that would go. So, um, uh, yeah, I think we've got Bob coming in in a minute. As I said, let me know when you're ready. And he said, I'm eating, but ready. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> let me try and find where he is. Um, I don't know. Some of us eat before we come on. <laughs> and, uh, well, to be fair, Bob didn't finish work till, uh, till 8 o'clock. So that's why he's coming in at 9. He could have had his cheese butty on the way home. Yeah, that's what I thought. He could have just uh, he could have done that, couldn't he? Yeah. My, my hat's off to uh, to Windows at the moment, though. The last Aye. few uh, times we've uh, podcasted, Skype has worked flawlessly. It's actually rang when you've rang me. Well, that's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's great when you're sitting here and you're thinking, oh, it should be any time now, and then your phone starts flashing because you've got Skype, and there you go, oh, I am being good. Well, I'm not doing too bad, though, because it's like I now, because of the Skype outs or whatever of the past few weeks, it's like I now Skype on the other side of the room, directly above the router, with my with my laptop and then once I finish the podcast I put it on a USB stick go over to the other side of the room and edit it and put it out so I can tell by that hissing that Bob's here how, how are you doing Bob? Hiss 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 why are you hissing? Ooh. are you hissing at um, do you, yeah, you guys probably don't even listen to the open forum radio podcast do you and it's, it's okay if you don't I, I'm, I might have to fall out with them why? oh because every week Right, they they keep they mention me, which is not a crime. I'm all right with that. A bit of self publicity, but they keep over a pop at the wonderful film uh, by Kevin Costner, uh, Wyatt Earp, because they keep banging on about how Tombstone's better, and they're wrong. It's not Wyatt Earp's better. <laughs> so it's like every so, Mister Smarty Pants Postman Anthony Alex, shut up. Wyatt Earp is better. Stop watching your twirly mustache flipping. We've all got clean suits with your Val kilogram. What what does I'll be your Huckleberry means? Anybody actually know? Is that <laughs> Bob? You, you got a clue? Sounds American to me. Doesn't it? Makes no sense. I'll be your Huckleberry. If he if Val Kilmer said that in the Wild West, they'd shoot him. <laughs> so 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 to all the wonderful people at Open Four Radio, shut up. Wyatt Herb's better. Get a grip. It's three hours long. The budget's huge. The music is, it's more orchestral. And it's, uh, you know, it's not got Michael Bean in it or Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's great. We love Kurt Russell. But it's got Dennis Quaid, Michael Madsen, Kevin Costner, Gene Hackman. If Gene Hackman was to have a fight with Michael Bean, Gene Hackman would win. (laughs) So it's, uh, yeah, to open forum radio, I'm going to secret Santa you all a wonderful Blu-ray, which you can't play because you can't because you can't play UK Blu-rays because you're in America. Uh, but you don't deserve to watch Wyatt Earp in all its wonder and its three-hour epicness. And there is a director's cut if you want an even longer version. So that's my rant at the Open Forum uh, radio, sponsored by Wyatt Earp, played by Kevin Costner. There you go. So, so Anthony Alex, shut up. You know nothing. <laughs> John Snow. You know nothing, Anthony Alex. That's a new phrase. So there you go. From the new series, Game of Postman. That will be a new show. So how are you doing, Bob? I'm, well, reasonable, apart from running late, as you know. Uh-huh. Uh, the wonders uh, of shift work, what can I say? What, what's going on with the wonders of your car? 
you've chosen a bad day to ask. Oh, 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 no. Um, I've had a phone call today from uh, the car rental company. That, you know, I've got the courtesy car from, and they want it back. Oh no! Well, well you want your car back? Well, this is it. Apparently, my car is officially a write-off. Is it, is it all? Do you think? I mean, you know your way around cars and stuff. Do you think your car is written off? Well, this is it. A lot of it is to do with, well, stupid economics. Yep. I mean, literally, as I said before, I think you know the the front bumper's gone. That needs replacing. Yeah. The grill needs replacing. Um, front headlight cluster mounting needs replacing. And the bonnet needs basically kind of either replacing or beating out and then repainting. Okay. Now, that to me, when in a grand scheme of like the whole percentage of a car, is yeah. quite small. Yeah, of course. But apparently, it will cost more to repair that than the car is worth. Oh, okay. That's kind of mental. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Basically, if I was to sell all the seats, the engine and everything, you know, that doesn't cover the cost of a front bumper, a grill, <clears throat> and, you know, kind of from uh, headlight mounting. So what is the next stage that the insurance companies say, right, it's a write-off, have a check? Well, the insurance company are meant to be contacting me. Right. Um, meant being the operative word. Apparently... They did call me once. It was from a mobile number. Now, don't know about you, but... I normally expect kind of reputable companies to call me from an office number. <laughs> yeah, usually, mm. yeah. Not so when else. someone phones up from a mobile number claiming to be from AA Insurance, oh, sorry, did I mention the name? Um, you know, basically you kind of think, yeah, I, I believe you're honest. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Can I just take some security details, please? Over your mobile, of course you can, sir. Yeah. No, I don't think so. So anyway, apparently they've tried several times to contact me back. I have had several missed calls, normally when I've been driving or in the shower and things like that. Yeah. They've never left a message saying, it's the AA, please call us back. Right. So anyway, I chased them up again today, because I've chased them up several times. And the person I spoke to said, uh, right, we have to get uh, get in contact with the um, you know the guys that do the, the total loss adjuster and all this, and they've got to speak to you. Um, I'll try and get them to call you this afternoon. I said, well, I'm at work, and I'm not meant to take personal calls at work. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I said, but I'm on my lunch now. If you can get them to call me in the next half hour, fine. Uh -huh. Oh, no, it's going to be longer than that. Right. Well, um, we'll get them to call you tomorrow. Yeah, when? Well, the same problem, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I said, no disrespect, but the courtesy car is going back first thing in the morning. How am I going to get into work? Oh, well, um, your insurance doesn't actually cover um, having a courtesy car once the your car has been officially written off. So, well, I've not had the money for it. I don't even know how much I'm meant to be getting. And you don't have to accept their offer when they offer it you either. You can negotiate on the price. Well, this is it. You know, uh, I'm, the guy that claimed to be them gave a very low price. And I said, I'm not happy with that. So, Is, is that yeah. how it works then? So it's like if I had a car that, for example, was worth 10 grand and mm -hmm. then it gets written off, an insurance company could actually come in and go, I'll give you four. Yep. Really? Yep. Oh, my God. That's well dodgy. 
Well, this is it. My my annual insurance is well was is yep. whatever um, about eight hundred a year. Yeah. They're basically if this person that I spoke to is to be believed, they were offering me um, three thousand six hundred. Wow. So basically, less than five times the annual insurance. Yeah. Mm. So and a dump site less than your car was. Well, considering on the actual insurance quote. The value is given at, um, I think it's about five or six thousand. Right. And then they're saying, oh, no, no, it's three thousand six. Yeah, they always do that, I think, from insurance companies. They will always come in and lowball you. It's like usually when you try and claim for something, usually the first answer is, no, go away. Because the large percentage of people will always accept that first answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, as you said, Rob, it's like, you just don't accept it. Just go back and go, no, I'm not happy with that. Stop it. When when we had our car written off um, um, quite a while ago, now before we had the amazing cube, um, it was daft things as well. We, we we got given a price and we said, "Hang on a minute!" You know, the car was immaculate. There wasn't a scratch on it. It was looked yeah. after. It was washed all the time. Oh, okay, you know. So they come back. Yeah, well, that's an extra five hundred quid we can offer you. You know, daft things like that. You know, and then we're like, well actually it was the top spec model as well you know it had you know at the time it had the cd player you know compared to the the usual tape player and you know it had you know a subwoofer and this that and the other all kind of um is the top model of this car had it wasn't installed by us oh okay that'll we'll add another couple of hundred on for that you know it was, it was daft that you have to do this with them though yep it's bonkers yeah <sighs> so like so, I say, not a, not a happy bunny at the moment. So, other than that, Bob, have you got any? Have you got any highlights of the week? Um, because it's like no. <laughs> Sadly, no. Most of them oh, tend no. to be kind of, you know, typical Muppetry disaster stories again. Mm. I mean, I'm waiting for the delivery of a Christmas tree. Okay. Um, I've ordered an artificial one, but quite an expensive one because I thought, you know. I normally spend, you know, X amount per year on a real one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, the cost of this artificial one is about six times as much, but yeah. okay, I don't need to pick up needles. No, exactly. And it's going to last me a good 10 years. And I know yeah. a lot of the time you can look at something and unless you give it a good old feel, you can't tell it's a fake, you know, which is, that applies to quite a lot of things, I think, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that one? <laughs> My mind went down a totally different alleyway there. Did it? What What do you think he means, Rob? I haven't got a clue of you. Me either. No. You, what we What? Where did it go, Bob? What were you on about? We're talking Christmas trees here. Look, where yeah, did honest, your brain go? I know you, sir. I know you. <laughs> so yes, I know. So I would ordered one of those meant to be delivered. You know, I thought I'm working late this week. Yeah, I'll order it for coming this week so that when they deliver in the morning, I'm going to be in. Yay. No? Yay? <laughs> Meant to be delivered. Well, the thing was, they said, right, delivery's on Tuesday. Um, I got an update email Monday evening saying, we've attempted to deliver. It's like, no, you <laughs> And it was a case of, they attempted to deliver at something like 5.45 in the evening. Genius. And it's a case of, yeah, I was at work. Mm-hmm. So I got home, no notification through the door Lovely. saying we've attempted to deliver. It was just purely the email. 
So they attempted to deliver the Tuesday, which is the first day they'd actually said they were going to attempt to deliver. They attempted to deliver at quarter past three in the afternoon. Again, I was at work. (laughs) So anyway, I ended up chasing them up, phoning them up and basically saying, look, can you arrange to deliver it in the morning? Oh, no, the earliest delivery slot's quarter past one. Right. Right. In that case, can you deliver to an alternate address? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no problem. All right, okay. So I gave them my brother's address. I thought you were going to give them your work address to show up with a six-foot Christmas tree. (laughs) Should have given the insurance company's address. Mm -hmm. There you go. So I gave them my brother's address. And basically kind of, you know, he he said, going to be in, no problem. So basically, delivery time today. Okay. So I thought, it's going to be the afternoon. Anyway, I got into work. Oh, no, (laughs) got into work. Email through. We attempted to deliver to your new new delivery address at two minutes past twelve. Hang on a minute, uh, let's rewind back there. The earliest <laughs> delivery slot was after that, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, oh, see, I'm onto this one. I've cracked. So, yeah. anyway, I gave my brother a call and said, um, "Sorry, but you weren't in." In this case of, uh, yes, we were. <laughs> oh, I was working in the garage, and I can see straight down the drive, and no one pulled up. It's not Hermes, is it? No, no, no. It's. Um, <laughs> UPS. Oh, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. So I said, well, is there a a leaflet through the door saying, sorry, we missed you? Nope. Nope. So I phoned them up again, played (laughs) Merry Hell. Um, They got the local depot that was delivering it to give me a call an hour later. Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we tried to deliver. I said, I beg to differ. Yeah, I said, you were meant to be delivering to my brother's address. And they checked the postcode. Yeah, that's the postcode. Right. So, well, you basically say that no one was in? Yeah, no one was in. That's uh, because, no, my brother's been in all day. And so's my sister in law. Yep. So, my brother was working in the garage. You know, he's got perfect view. You know, if you have a look on Google Maps, you can see the layout of the road. You know, he gets to see anyone that parks outside. No one came. Oh, the, the, the driver's GPS shows that he was there. I said, well, yeah, sorry, but if he did, if he was, he didn't stop. No, exactly. He might, <laughs> he might well have been there, but you know what? The Christmas tree isn't. Yeah. So um, it is basically a case of, and there wasn't one of these, you know, missed delivery things through the door. Oh, he might have run out. I said, for three days? <laughs> um, um, well, I know the short. So I don't care how tall he is. Yeah. <laughs> so they're meant to be trying to re-deliver again tomorrow to my brother's dress. Yep. And I have said, look, look, if you miss it, please put a missed delivery through the door. Because yep. then, if you say there's been a missed delivery note stuffed through the door, and there isn't one of my brothers, I know you've screwed up the address. Yes, exactly. Because that's we, you know, the, the job I work at is it's to do with deliveries and stuff. And a lot of the times, couriers will try and find the person's house but can't. But then the customers are kicking off going, oh, there was no card to my door. It's like, that's because they couldn't find your house. Yeah, but there was yeah. no card. Well, they can't put a card through your door if they can't find your house. So that's why I always look at the address that they've got and you know yeah. make sure that's not an issue. But mm. Jesus, you wouldn't want to be a career driver this time of year, would you? Mm. Well, this no. is it. The depot was saying, oh, they're really busy. I don't care. I said, I don't care. I'm sorry, but if they're really busy, you need to be putting more people on. It's like, if they're really, really busy, I've just figured out a way 
to uh, have a Christmas tree sized space in your van. Mm. <laughs> Get out of the van and to my brothers. And then you'll you you won't have to be as busy then. Crazy. Exactly, yeah. There is a reason why Annette and I went to Manchester and did all our Christmas shopping in uh, in one go. So that, that's what we braved Manchester yesterday. So it was fine. And I, tr- and I treated myself to a £90 Blu-ray box set of seven Stanley Kubrick uh, movies. So, Ooh. you know, that's my present to me. So it's quite good. I like it. I went into, I wanted to watch Eyes Wide Shut again, which I've not seen for years and Annette had never seen it. And I thought, this is going to be a very polarizing film for her. But I want to watch <laughs> it. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm going to watch it. So I, I went into HMV and I looked on the Blu-ray section. I looked on the 4K section, looked in the box, could not find it. Went up to the counter and I went, right, have you got Eyes Wide Shut in any format at all? I don't care what format it is. So he toddled off, came back and he went, no. So, that was <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I said, that Stanley Kubrick box set that's right behind you. Can you just pass me that for a second? So he went, here you go. And I'm like, I'll take that, please, because Eyes Wide Shut's in it. So, you know, apparently it sold out totally, but it was a big pile of them behind his head. So I, uh, so I treated what myself. What a it? It could have upsold me there. I'm like, oh, no, we haven't got it. It's, out, it's sold out. It's going to get reissued. It's sold. But we do have it in this nice box set. But now it's up to me to go, what about that? Literally right behind his head. So I treat myself to that. I've. What are the films uh, really? There is uh, Lolita is in it, the original you know, the 50s version or whatever that was from. There is Full Metal Jacket. There is a three-disc version of 2001 included in the film in 4K. There is The Shining is also in 4K. Uh, (laughs) Full Metal Jacket, Clockwork Orange, Eyes Wide Shut. There's a two-hour documentary about Kubrick, which I've seen before, which is really good. Uh, Barry Lyndon is also in there, which is great. And there's also little art cards and stuff in it. It sounds like you've got a good box there. So it's a nice little uh, thing. So I put Ice White Shot on last night, and Annette was like, I have no idea what this film's about. I'm like, don't worry about it. I said, to be honest, the first time I saw this film, I hated it. Genuinely, I saw it at the cinema 20 years ago when it came out. Couldn't stand it. I'm like, this is just the biggest pile of crap I've ever seen. And then it's one of those films that I've rewatched over the years, and you, you go, do you know what? I really like this film now. I don't know why, but I've gone from hating it to liking it. And uh, so we watched it last night, and Annette just, just hated it. <laughs> She was she was at one point. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut, Bob? I haven't, but I know no. about it. Uh, Rob? I'm the same as Bob. Okay. So uh, it's Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise are the main stars. It's Stanley Kubrick's final film, and then he died before it came out. So I think it was about 83 or something when he was, he was shooting this thing. And it took over a year and a half to make. So a bit like, you know, the Mimi trilogy. I like to think so. There's, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of similarities on that, and that's where the similarities end. So at one point there was a there's a shot from behind where Nicole Kidman is right at the beginning, and she strips off and you, you see her butt, and she walks into a shower, and Annette went, "There's no way that that's got to be a body double. There's no way Nicole Kidman would do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, you just sit in your chair." <laughs> and then by the end of it, she's like, "Yeah, that was Nicole Kidman, weren't it?" I'm like, "Yes." So there's a lot of nudity in it. Basically, Tom Cruise listens to something that Cole Kidman says and he goes, right, so do you. I'm going to go to a masked ball where it looks like a bit of a secret society and get into all sorts of trouble and there's a big orgy going on and all this sort of stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on in it. But uh, yeah, we, we finished the film and Annette went, what a piece of shit that was. I'm like, that's where I was 20 years ago. Watch it another four watch or five times. Year. Yeah, watch it next year and again and again and again. You'll learn to love it just like I did. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. So I've watched that. I have now 
seen the Lion King remake. Rob, you must have seen that one. You like I haven't. It? You've not no. watched that. Bob? No, I would have thought Rob would have, though. With, so uh, would I. With Andy. Yeah. Hey, Disney, it's not hit a streaming platform yet. I'm sorry. That's true. Ah. You, can, you can rent it on Google Play, but no, it will probably jump That's on Disney+. I have Disney to spend Plus. money on Google Play. You know, <laughs> I spend enough on, on digital streaming platforms as it is. Don't tell me about it. So I went out and bought the Blu-ray because I knew that Annette wanted to watch it. And it's very, yeah. very good. It is a really good film. It's not live action at all, I might add. So that's why I refuse to call it a live action remake. Because yeah. <laughs> it ain't. But as a film, it's very, very good. Yeah. How do you rate it against the original animated? Well, I, a lot of people watching, there's no point. No point remaking it. It's not the animated one. It's, it's not. And there wasn't any point remaking it other than the fact it probably made a billion dollars which is a pretty good reason to remake it I think if, uh, finance is pretty you know. good then, yeah. Mm. yeah somebody wants me to shoot a Spice Girls movie I'll shoot one if it's going to make a million quid for me so yeah you can't blame me on that um, I, I think if you've watched the animated one you're not really going to get anything out of the new one you're going to watch and go yeah it's kind of cool and you'll probably go back to the animated one but I think if you were going to sit Emily or Addy down and they'd never seen a Lion King thing before, mm. they would probably get as much or maybe a little bit more out of this uh, remake than they would the animated one. Because you go back, and the, the animated one's kind of cool, but there's a really good making of on the Blu-ray and it goes into it and shows you how they shot the new one and then it, there's a few clips of the animated one in there and you look at it and go, that's kind of just regular 2D animation. Because you forget it is. I mean, you always remember The Lion King as being this amazing film like Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and the whole golden age of Disney and, you know, Disney came back and started making great films again. And you look at The Lion King and you go, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's just typical 2D animation. So, I don't know. It's not needed, but it's a curiosity, I think. <laughs> so, I would probably recommend watching that. I'm still binge watching The Walking Dead. I am maybe two episodes off the end of season six. So I'm, I'm approaching the wonderful uh, introduction of Negan, mm-hmm. which you'll remember, Rob. Uh, oh, they, do they've, indeed. They've just done the raid on the big satellite station where okay. they just basically go in and slaughter all of Negan's people. So we've not actually met Negan yet, but Ooh. we've we've heard his name mentioned quite a few times so it's and they pretty much think that they've uh oh they sort they've got rid of uh the problem negan's done now well that was that was easy weren't it no (laughs) not not so much so we're now approaching the time when i was in san diego uh speaking to them before Mm -hmm. season seven came back so but it it's so much better binge watching it i'm loving that show hammering through it's so much better. And it also makes you realise that Rick, played by Andrew Lincoln, is a bit of a dick. Because Negan, he was always like, oh, the villain. Oh, nasty Negan, go sort him out. Rick started it. <laughs> he kind of did. He went and attacked their place. I know there was a bit mm-hmm. of a scuffle on the road where um, they got some, of, some of the people got blown up with a rocket launcher by Daryl. But, you know, that aside, uh, they went and attacked Negan first. So it's a, it's a whole new spin on things by binge watching it but <laughs> I'm definitely I'm, lo- I'm probably watching two episodes a day I think on that show so I'm uh, I'm tearing through it pretty well because mm. I'm not doing too bad best documentary of the year do you want to know what the best documentary of my year so far is go for, go it. for it right 
So I think last year it was the one about Bros. Yes. Which yeah. was, I went through the story of how not really a Bros fan, didn't dislike them, knew who they were. Documentary, amazing. Uh, I feel the same about football. And so do you probably, Bob. And Rob, I guess you're not yeah. a football fan. Uh, n- not hugely, no. No, but you're aware of who does what and stuff like that. Probably. Yeah, it involves feet and and a ball yeah feet two people the one team wears one colour one team wears a different colour otherwise you get all confused and we, you know yeah. we know names like uh, Pelly and Beckham and and Bobby Moore Peter Schilt Bobby, Bobby Moore <laughs> I could probably Stanley name Matthews them. Stanley Matthews yeah. you know all, all that sort of stuff uh, Diego Maradona he's another one everybody knows his name and there's a documentary come out by a guy called Asif Kapadia who did Senna which I'd mentioned that a couple of weeks back because I'd watched mm-hmm. Senna. I knew nothing about her in Senna, but yet loved the documentary. He also did the Amy Winehouse one. Knew nothing about Amy Winehouse, didn't really care. Watched the documentary. Guess what? Amazing. And he's done one about Diego Maradona. So I thought, you know what? This guy has batted two for two so far. So let's give it a go and see what he does with Diego Maradona. Guess what? Another amazing documentary. Annette and I sat down and watched it, and she hates football. So do I, to be honest. I don't see the point. Let's give them a ball each. So much easier. You have that one. You have that one. <laughs> Knock yourself out of some fun. And uh, it's an amazing documentary. It's, it's very similar style, so it's all news footage. There's no news shot stuff. Uh, yeah, amazing. So mm-hmm. even if you hate football, which I do, such a good documentary. So that has now leapt into my top 10 films of the year and uh, my favourite documentary of the year. Even more wonderful than the one that's caused me to not eat meat, other than a sausage roll. <laughs> Which was done by accident. It was done by accident. It still annoys me, though. For fuck's sake. Otherwise, I'd have been over a month, but now it's probably <laughs> been like two weeks since I had a sausage roll. And uh, the final film that I watched is, uh, you can both watch this because it's on Netflix, The Irishman. Oh, it's, a, it's a wonderful, yeah, wonderful new short film. I say short; it's three and a half hours long, <laughs> and it is the new Martin Scorsese film. It's starring Joe Pesci and Al Pacino and Robert De Niro all together on screen at once. It's like a hundred and something million dollar movie, and it's it's kind of like a Goodfellas sort of thing, but it's more dramaish than uh, than pure violence for like three and a half hours. But it's uh, Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa, so it's all set around that time, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those films when you're watching it, you go, eh, it's all right, yeah, it's pretty good. But then when you finish watching, it, you go, Do you know what? I've seen something extremely special then, because I'm never going to see a Scorsese film starring Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and Al Pacino again. Probably, <laughs> it's probably it's probably not going to happen. But it's it's good. It is a good film. It's three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. So it's quite uh, quite hefty, and they use a lot of de-aging technology in it. So a lot of the Robert De Niro scenes and the Joe Pesci scenes, it goes over several decades. So they've used a lot of computer technology to de-age the characters. Pesci's great. Robert De Niro kind of looks a bit off because he looks a bit like a young John Cusack for some reason. <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, that's kind of unusual, but that's what I've watched anyway. Mm. So, Bob, have you managed to watch any movies or TV shows? Sadly, no. <gasps> oh, no. Like I say, I've been a bit busy with kind of work and trying to work. sort out cars. Work and cars. Mm. Yeah. So, Rob? Uh, yeah, I've watched a few things. Uh, I've watched um, 
the BBC's War of the Worlds three-part Ooh. series. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I enjoy anything War of the Worlds, so I, I did enjoy it. The only thing really is a negative I've got to say is to me it looked like um, the BBC was like um, they'd crowdfunded and not quite hit their budget, so they had oh. to cut out a lot of the special effects and got rid of get rid of a lot of the fight scenes that's to me how it looked you know it was very much kind of skirted around um the fighting whereas you know i'm thinking jeff wayne's war the world soundtrack i want to see full-on fighting and uh you know tripods stamping all over the place and um you know being blown up by battleships and all that kind of stuff (laughs) nice so um yeah, it, it was a letdown on on that front, but otherwise it was it was um, a good series, but it could have been a lot better. Yeah, fair enough. Because I think I'd seen that the, the second episode or something I'd be on, so it's like bloody hell, missed it. So mm-hmm. I'll probably pick it up at some point. Yeah, stick it on iPlayer. I will. So what else you watched? <laughs> um, I started and finished watching. Um, uh, a series that have, has recently, I think, recently been on Netflix. I was told about it by a friend called Norseman. Uh, don't know if either of you have heard of it. Was that your friend that was called Norseman, or is a TV show called? No, TV show Norseman. <laughs> you, hey, Rob uh, could have a friend called Norseman. He probably, you do probably have a friend called Norseman. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, uh, a Norwegian production which kind of follows the going on, goings on of a small Viking village. <laughs> Um, in Norway, obviously, um, during the 8th century. Um, and, and it's a comedy, and uh, uh, if you can imagine um, comedy filled with raping and pillaging and oh, wow. okay. all that Viking goodness, if you could call it that, then... Uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> all that Viking loveliness, like raping yeah, exactly. and pillaging. <laughs> um, you know, but, um, you know, the, it's a great show. Um, obviously set uh, and filmed in Norway. Um, some of the comedy falls a bit flat and short for us. Um, um, they, they are, you know, they all do speak English. Um, yeah. But I think that makes it better. Um, you know, you know they're trying to do something funny, but it didn't quite work on that one. But the next joke, that might work. Um, it's 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 a great little show, actually, and it's, it's definitely worth um, watching if you've got you know, half an hour to pick up the first episode. And is it is it a show that's still going, or is it a show that started but stopped? Um, I don't know. You know, Netflix obviously have got a, a knack of kind of signing up um, the first few seasons or something, even if there's been more. Uh, there's a handful of shows like that. I'm waiting for the next season to drop. Um, looking on IMDb, it originally um, premiered in Norway in 2016 um, okay. under the name Viking Gain. All right, okay. Um, yeah. But um, so who knows if there's more? Well, that IMDb should tell me. It should what does it say. Um, well, it's, there's been 18 episodes since 2016 to 2020, so I'm probably um, up to date. Yeah, because that sounds like, you know, maybe there's six episodes per season, which would be yeah. the three seasons, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's, uh, you know, I think you'll kind of see the comedy in the in the first episode and you'll, you'll get a feel for it and you can decide if you like it or not. I, I definitely did and uh, I, w- I would watch another season if one came out. Nice, uh, good. 
One of the highlights uh, for me um, is a movie I saw a few weeks back. Um, I know it because that's how it appeared on, uh, I want to say now TV, as Death Do Us Part, but I think most people know it as Zoo. Okay, yeah, I think um, I've heard of Zoo. 2018 film um, starring uh, Zoe Tapper from, uh, she'd been Survivors of TV series and Hex, um, which was a show I loved back in the day. Um, and um, Ed Spellers from mm-hmm. um, Outlander, Aragon, Beowulf, Return to the Shieldlands, and, and lots more, Downton Abbey. Um, and if you can imagine, um, uh, uh, a young couple on the verge of divorce um, really can't stand each other anymore, um, and uh, they uh, they live in a in a flat, and all of a sudden zombie apocalypse time, and they're stuck in their flat together. So they pass the time getting to know each other um, again, um, doing drugs, killing a few people along the way, and uh, <laughs> learn to love each other again. Okay, it's uh, it's a great um kind of film um you know <laughs> I, I really really enjoyed it so much so that i went to twitter after and kind of gave um the the two uh stars kind of uh their dues and a shout out and uh was happy to say that uh i had a bit of interaction with uh zoe zoe tapper uh on on twitter and even suggested um something that she could give to um she was doing one of these um by a, a kid like a gift for christmas um yeah. um the program was done by um the one she was involved in by i think the london mayor um oh no london chief of police sorry and um she'd been allocated a 12 year old um boy to buy a gift for and she was asking for um for some ideas i think she'd had uh, a few people saying things like oh buy him a voucher for game and i was thinking if the, if no. They're one of these people who are going to be getting, you know, a gift through a, uh, you know, kind of a, a campaign like this. They're probably not going to have, you know, an Xbox or something to go into game and buy a game for. Um, so I came up with a few things, and she went with um, one of my ideas, which was um, a Lego set. She went for a, nice. a Star Wars oh, Lego good. set. So yeah, um, you're very impressed with her. If you look her look her up on Twitter, she seems to be doing a lot, kind of for the, for the community and for, for people less fortunate. So at the moment with what i talked about earlier bob you'll have to listen to the podcast um i'm kind of um all for that and she goes up in my uh, estimation yeah you, um, you, you will have to learn to listen to the podcast bob because you get to hear the story about me falling off a ladder and nearly killing myself so that's quite, <laughs> that is, yeah, that's exactly what i said to be honest uh, yeah that, that was my morning but yeah so there's lots of little goodies at the beginning of the podcast that you'll get to listen to and have a laugh at her yeah. expense I uh, other than that, you getting hurt <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I finished the the Walking Dead. We're now on the the mid season break for season ten. Yeah. Um. Which which is a bit devastating, really, because I tuned in to watch episode nine and then realised that we'd hit the mid season break. So uh, there was nothing for me to watch. I hate these mid season breaks. Prison oh, Break started that crap years ago, and it's like just knock it on. Just for God's sake. Well, apparently this is a huge mid-season break. It's it's back at the end of February now. Yeah, that's pretty much normally. It's like mid-February when it comes back anyway. I think. Yeah. But it's still it gives me time to catch up. It does. So by by is, then, we'll be waiting. Yes. 
Well, I've got one to ask you because mm-hmm. um, this is one that one of the guys at work has advised me to watch. It's not this idiot Faz, is it? Because we've had no, enough no. of him with his, <laughs> this, with his this Tron is sucks. Yeah, we don't like him. Good. We don't like him. He can go away. Um, basically, <laughs> it's, it's a, a sci-fi series, so it may be that Rob might have watched this. I don't That's know. Good already. If it's, if it's sci-fi, he probably has watched it, to be fair. And it's a series called The Expanse. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard of that. I have seen it. What are your thoughts? Um, just let me uh, Re- remember re- refresh <laughs> my uh, my head. Um, the... He's told me a bit about it, and it sounds interesting. And I know on IMDb it's got quite a high score. Mm. But like I say, um, you know, looking at the stars, there's no one that leaps out as someone I know. Yeah. You mean? You know, doing them a disservice, but you know, he, from everything he's told me about the storyline, and apparently the fifth fifth series is due out shortly. So, yeah, you know, there's four series already gone. So he said, "You've got plenty to catch up on." <laughs> I think it's it's one of those shows that I started to watch, um, and I didn't finish for no other reason than. I didn't have the time. I was doing something else at the time. So I've still got to go back to it. But from what I remember, the f- I've, I've only watched three or four episodes. It yeah. seemed like it was off to a good start. Sounds it from what he said. He, he's basically, from what he said, he, it's one of these that um, something that happens in episode two may have a knock on in episode 15 and what have you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the storyline continues. And so. Does it? The people I know who have seen it highly rate it as well. So, oh, excellent! It, uh, it's not one I've seen, but I've just too much stuff to watch. It's getting beyond the joke now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Says he who's rewatching the entire run of The Walking Dead, but never. <laughs> no, I should know better, but no, that, so that's one of my goals for 2020. So each try and think of a goal you've got for 2020. One of mine is to just cut down the amount of stuff I need to watch. It's getting stupid. <laughs> I, need to, I need to somehow scale back but also increase a lot of the stuff i do because it's uh which mm-hmm. sounds like it makes no sense whatsoever but it does to me but yeah. the amount of stuff i've got boxes full of dvds and blu-rays and i've got boxes that there's films in there that i've never seen but i'm not really that bothered about watching them i just I'm not say, get rid just get rid of them if i'm not really excited to watch it it can go yeah. away i'll get rid of it <laughs> so that, that's one of my um my goals for 2020 so rob What's one of yours? Um, I'd love to clone myself, but I'm sure that's not possible yet. Um, it could be. I mean, there's a Michael Keaton film where he clones himself, so rent, <laughs> go rent Multiplicity. Okay. Just follow, or, or follow think, all the steps. I think, Bob, you might agree with this one a bit better. Uh, weird Science had a good oh. recipe for, uh, for cloning I, I, somebody. I'm, I'm all for Weird Science. Yeah, bring it on. Uh, Brilliant. Go for that one. Yeah, I've got a I'm, computer in front of me. Can you just tell no, me what program they were using? Yeah, I don't know what a program is, but you've got to wear a bra on your head, apparently. <laughs> don't know why, but... It could be worth it. could be worth it, especially <laughs> if you end up with a Kelly LeBron. Has anybody Brock. seen anything uh, of The Mandalorian, by the way? I may have seen the first half of the episode one, which... 
of course I haven't because it's not out here, t- not out until the. Third yeah, I've but... seen the first three episodes, or, I... or may not. <laughs> I, I may have started watching the first episode, going, Do you know what, it's all right, but I'm, I'm all right. I'm going to pause it because I'm going to go make a cup of tea, and then I might come back and watch. It's not gripped me so far, mm-hmm. but I've only watched the first half of episode one. So, what's your thoughts, Rob, if you've seen it? Hypothetically, if you'd have seen the Mandalorian, think what would you if, think of it? If I'd watched the first three episodes, I think yeah. I'd be enjoying it and want to see more. Okay. Yeah. I must admit, hypothetically, if <laughs> several other people at work had yeah. seen it, they would have been telling me that I need to watch it. Okay. <clears throat> and I have to say, hypothetically, if my subscription to Disney um, Life in the UK actually yeah. had The Mandalorian, maybe yeah. I wouldn't have ha- had to hypothetically watch it. Well, I've not, I've not seen it, so obviously I can't comment on it whatsoever. And hypothetically, Bob, I might be able to arrange a way for you to hypothetically not watch it either. Excellent. <laughs> so it's, uh, it is fine, but it's... I don't know. It's it, Visually, it's amazing, mm-hmm. apparently, from what I've heard from my American friends. Yeah, especially um, look at those trailers. Yeah, yeah, look at all the trailers, and that's, that's exactly where I'm, I'm yeah. basing all my information from, is just from the trailers and people talking about it on Twitter. Um, but it, I don't know. It... it it looks all right, but I'm not gripped. I think what I'll probably do, I probably just wasn't in the mood to not watch it. So what I'll probably do is next time I'm going to not watch it and I've got time to watch something else is I'll sit down and not watch all the episodes in a row mm-hmm. and yeah. then just, just see what I think of it. But obviously I'm not going to have to worry about this until 31st of March next year when Disney Plus comes to the UK. So, you know, we're just thinking way ahead. Way, yeah. way ahead. Well, this is it. <laughs> on one of one. the guys at work that hypothetically has watched it not... Um, he's he's a cosplayer so he's basically already ordered the full armour kit Wow! and it's meant to be being delivered in the next couple of days (laughs) (laughs) you're like yeah good luck with that delivery bitch I'm still waiting for my Christmas tree (laughs) (laughs) and I was just wondering how he was going to get into a baby Yoda costume (laughs) well yeah (laughs) is he a guy (laughs) imagine UPS going excuse me I've got a, a it looks like a bloody suit of armour here. What's yeah. going on? Uh, so it looks like a, a mandarin or something. I don't know what it is. It's here anyway. We tried to deliver it, but nobody was home. Yep. Wow. It could be worse. could be being delivered by a certain other um, uh, delivery company and just uh, over the hedge. Well, that's what I thought. I'm like, I would love to see a Hermes driver throw your tree over a hedge and then say your tree's behind the hedge. It's like, is it? that, would be, that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Wouldn't it? So, uh, Bob, what's one of your goals for 2020? I want to simplify things. Me too. And yeah. basically, kind of, that's across the board in many ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I want to basically make life fun again. Yes. So, simplify and basically, kind of, like, say, do more stuff that I want to do rather than stuff that I feel I need to do. So, so what stuff, what, off the top of your head, what stuff that you can repeat on a podcast? So, Christina Hendricks, sorry, you're not going to get a shout out in the next five minutes. But what sort of things would you like to do that you, you hope to do, but you've not been able to? Well, like I say, I want to get to more kind of, like say, comic cons, film, th- film festivals, etc. Yep. You know, which ties in with various other people's thoughts, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically things like that. I w- I want to get away from more holidays rather than just kind of, you know, 
uh, well, this year has been a transition year with the moving yeah. of the house, etc. So, you know, next year I want to basically make more of it, you know, basically get the house sorted, spend more time with my daughter, um, and basically just enjoy life. I think this year has been a transition year for everybody, I think. I mean, obviously you've had the domestic stuff going on, Bob. Yeah. Rob, you've had various bits and pieces and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. as well this year my health's been up and down like a crazy person until i stopped eating meat and then it's all fixed itself which is kind of weird that's the whole <laughs> conversation that we had earlier on before you got here bob it's very you strange. can buy stuart's book next week you can buy my book next week <laughs> it's, uh, it's only a million pounds and uh, well i must admit i am thinking of giving it a go during january myself do it try it seriously i i was saying to rob i'm like i would never never have thought i'm I'm one of these it's like oh you need to do this because it will work wonders because you will we've all heard people do that oh you give that thing up you like you'll never miss it blah 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 and it is a little bit awkward at times but when you go when you go to a restaurant you're like oh crap the thing that i normally have like the corned beef hash or the shepherd's pie i can't <laughs> have that right so yeah. you're looking down a damn sight shorter menu but i can have the but, salad I know. do you know what i have not eaten a salad uh in the past six weeks so i'm still yeah. eating everything else that i did so I've, uh, you know me and quiches we're engaged. Uh, you know, pizzas, uh, sandwiches, biscuits, chocolate, yeah. all sorts. You know, we had a big tray of, sort of kilogram Chinese, blocks of cheese, Chinese just as they there. are. Yeah, pretty much. It just like set fire to. It. I'll smoke it, and uh, you know, vegetable spring rolls today, which are great. And they don't, you know, there's no lentils, not any of that faff, no. none of this fakey chicken or also. We went into uh, Barbarito yesterday, which we. When, it, when Annette and I go to Manchester, that's our tradition. We go there, we look at CEX, blah, blah, blah. We go to the Lego shop and all that sort of stuff. And we have our food at Barberito. Normally, it's like, ooh, pulled pork or chicken or beef. or And it was like, shit, can't have any of that. Oh, crap. I don't suppose you do a vegetarian uh, thing, do you? Yes, we do. Right, okay. Please explain what that is because we're, we're novices and we're kind of daft. And <laughs> we, miss, we miss meat. So it was a bean burrito. You can have rice and all this sort of stuff. So, all right. Couldn't tell a difference. I said to Annette afterwards, I said, that was really, really nice. And if somebody yeah. made me sit down and eat that, I would never have thought, hang on a minute, there was no meat in that. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And it was, so it's like, damn. So we could, you could still do a lot of the stuff. But the health benefits, Annette is dropping dress sizes. I don't know if I'm dropping a dress size because I've not, you know, I've not had any occasion to go out wearing a dress yet. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it's Christmas or New Year. But no, I feel a lot healthier. Yeah. Oh, a crazy amount healthier. More energy, less sluggish, and uh, so I would, yeah, do it. Definitely try it for January. Try it if you like it. You like it if you don't. You don't. But Excellent. I feel the benefits for it anyway. So yeah. So there Give you it go. A go. You say. Mm-hmm. So that's our goals for next year. Anyway, I'm sure we'll go through a lot oh, more of these. Yeah. Uh, as we approach, because we're now in December. How quick yeah. has this year gone, Bob? Too quick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are you it looking seem f- that long ago that we were doing like the first show of the year? Well, this is the 494th podcast episode. Wow. And to put that in perspective, Bob, me and you did the first one. <laughs> and it's nearly 10 years. Wow. Since we did that first one. I think it will be 10 years, February 2020, I think. Jeez. Will be 10 years. I'm sure it was February when I uploaded the first one. <laughs> and you know, I, I've said it a few times. It's like I always figured I'd do about six episodes, and then I'd run out of stories, uh, and and it'd all be done. 
but here we are, 494 episodes still in. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking strength to strength. Well, pretty much. I'm thinking, you know, other than just open forum radio people bitching about classic films like White Earp, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, for the most, it's been good. But, you know, I'll deal with them. They never don't <laughs> shove their huckleberry somewhere where it shines or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so what's everybody, Bob? What are you up to for the rest of the evening? You've only just got in and you've had your food and stuff, so hopefully you've uh, you managed to scoff while we podcasted. Yeah, I, I basically fixed myself a couple of quick sandwiches on the way up. What, what was that? What was on the sandwiches? Uh, sausages. Oh, did it taste nice? Describe it to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So, what are you up to for the rest of the night, Bob? Uh, well, uh, literally, I'm on call, so it's basically a case of, uh, you know, got to keep the phone on, unluckily. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, um, probably not a lot. I may have an earlyish night because, like I say, I've got to get up early to drop the car off in the morning. So You do. Do keep me updated on the Christmas tree. I will do, yes. Escapade. So this is <laughs> the fiasco. I mean, you, you found a whiskey, now you've lost the Christmas tree. So this is... Well, there's, a bit of a, there's a bit of a pattern going here. Yeah. Found the whiskey. Um, I'm on late and yeah. on call, so I can't drink the whiskey. <laughs> Mind you, so saying, if I've no car, I can't do any driving, so I can drink the whiskey. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a very good point. See, every cloud has a silver lining. It does indeed. But what it does you? mean that I'm working from home tomorrow. So, again, that's a silver lining. That I don't need to spend lining. the time travelling. Um, whilst I'm here, I, I can get housework kind of running in the background, things like the washing and what have you. Mm-hmm. So, good, yeah. Good. And we may end up having a chat tomorrow as well. So, Excellent. Who knows? <laughs> what about you, Rob? What are you up to for the rest of the night? You, um, I nearly said you're off tomorrow, but it's not. It's Wednesday tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, tonight, uh, I've got to uh, maybe help with uh, a certain elf that's supposed to live on a shelf. Oh, okay. Is that a National Elf Service or? <laughs> yeah, you're nothing um, if you've not got your elf. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, um, so yeah, there's uh, there's a bit of fun to be had there. Um, I may tell you um, what we do next week. Who knows? Nice. <laughs> do, do you get in on any of this elf in a shelf stuff, Bob? Or are you a bit like me where you do shrimp on a gimp? Um, I, I like what like looking at uh, what some people have done in a rather tasteless fashion, should we say, on uh, Facebook with the elf on a shelf and what have you. you know, Is so. that illegal? Are you allowed to do that to an elf? Put an elf in compromising positions, yeah, definitely. Really? Wow. Okay. One of the good ones that I saw recently was um, they basically got what looked like um, ashes in the form of the elf on the shelf lying on the ground with just like the hat left <laughs> and oh. standing next to it was like the uh, the figure of thanatos from uh, <laughs> yeah uh, sorry thanos from uh, you know kind of uh, avengers yeah <laughs> so i thought nice. i like that <laughs> that is quite good yeah mm-hmm. i may start work on the, the elf centipede later on in the evening <laughs> and, uh, i will need three elves though so i may go out shopping oh, tomorrow i like and it do stuff like that so. oh. My, my, my uh, basic instinct elf display as well will be yes. wonderful. So. Someone needs to do an aliens elf. Oh. Get away from her, you elf. Yep, you could do videos. If, if only I had the puppet thing up and running. <laughs> I don't. So, uh, well, glad you made it, Bob. 
And I'm sorry that I was late, but there you, know, you go. It's work. Real life gets in the way. Yes. You will have to listen to me falling off a ladder at some point uh, in the future. So. I may ask for an action replay. No, I'm not doing that because my leg still hurts. <laughs> and I told Annette, and she thankfully asked how I was and then laughed. So at least it wasn't the other way around. But, uh, and there's only so much blood you can lose. True, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've still got both legs. But uh, the true story, I won't give any spoilers, but it involved me, a hedge trimmer that was switched on, and uh, oh, no. I, I flew like a brick doesn't. So <laughs> there you go. I should have known there was a hedge trimmer involved. There was. It's <laughs> like you. Damn hedge. It's like it does my head in. I was cutting the hedge and then the ladder went, see you later, I'm out of here. I'm like, what? Well don't can you at least wait till I'm off the ladder? Nope. Oh shit. Superman so, has kryptonite, Stuart has hedge trimmers. Yes, and then I landed on the metal ladder, I might add, which then caused that caused the damage. So So you're not, not, not gonna be signing up for the WWE then? I am no, I'm gonna yeah, be signing up for the Chairs match. No, no, I'm gonna sign up for the A and E. More likely, I think, uh, which was which was a fun morning. So, oh. but other than that, I'm going to toddle off. I'm going to put this podcast on a USB stick to edit tomorrow, and I might, for a change, go watch an episode of The Walking Dead. But I might go watch Wyatt Earp again because you know what? Freaking awesome, great film. Yep, better than Tombstone. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, I shall leave you both to it, but I shall catch up with you very, very soon. Thank, Thank you very much. You. Thanks again, Thank both of you. you. Anytime. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.